For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Hello, I'm Tom Martino, your Troubleshooter. This hour brought to you by RealCBDThatWorks.com. RealCBDThatWorks.com, and it does work. In fact, I just got word today from Joan Sullivan, approval for reverse mortgage. She says, it's helping my knees tremendously. Welcome to the show, by the way. We talk about stuff that works, stuff that doesn't work, people that lie and cheat, people that rip you off, people that make your life a little easier, people that don't. Anything you want to talk about, help, information, and referrals. We usually have full lines, but then every once in a while we have like, I don't know, open lines for periods of time. So I let you know, like today right now, we have uh, several open lines you can get right through, and I promise you to get through your calls quickly. 303-713-TALK. A quick note. We talked about a very serious problem yesterday regarding invitation homes. Invitation homes, by the way, is a victim. They're not the perpetrator. We're asking them for help, though. Listen to this. They were going to evict a tenant out of a home for lack of payment. This tenant advertised the place for rent. He met a family. Now, he's a tenant behind on rent. He meets a family, husband, wife, and four kids. He takes $9,200 from them. Part of that's a deposit. Part of that is a partial month rent for October and for the rent in November. She gets an eviction notice on the door. They were evicting this guy. She says, wait a minute. How are they evicting him? Then she puts it all together. Oh, my goodness. This guy cheated me. She calls Invitation Homes. Invitation Homes says, yes, we were evicting him. Now we're evicting you. You need to be out of there. You don't have an agreement with us. You need to be out of there in two days. Well, that's nearly impossible. With a family, the holidays, she said, look, I'm a victim. You're a victim. What do you say I just pay rent? At le- even if it's only temporary, let me pay rent so I can find another place for my family. They say, no, you got to be out of there. Now, that's before we got involved. We are involved. I wrote a letter. That letter has been accepted. Now, they did not get back to us to tell us what they're going to do. But we did write a letter about it. We were very, very upset. And it says, uh, as explained on the phone, I got a call on my radio show regarding the following situation. Delilah and her family thought they rented a home from Mark Wakefield. By the way, Mark Wakefield at 214-939-3636. He rented this home out. He's a lying, cheating scumbag. The home is located in Centennial. I gave the address. They paid $9,200 to Wakefield, supposedly for a deposit and rent through November 30th. Recently, Invitation Homes mailed a notice to Mark Wakefield saying he had 10 days to vacate 
she called Invitation Homes. They told her, they're not accepting rent. Please leave. And I said, I'm a consumer advocate, 46-year background, TV and radio, and in Denver, 40 years with iHeart. I do a daily radio show, Can't We Help? Basically. I'm trying to get an amicable solution for everyone. I realize that you're a victim along with Delilah. All, you're all victims. And, and of Mark Wakefield. I hope that's, a, I don't know, that's his real name, I think. Couldn't we work something out for the holidays? She's willing to pay rent for a short transition period or longer or even sign a new lease with Invitation Homes. We are in the midst of the holiday season. There must be something we can work out. By the way, I copied this to Channel 9 just to see if they would do anything. They usually do puff pieces on other stuff, and they don't normally sink their teeth into stuff like this, but we'll see if they pick up on it. They didn't pick up on the Denver nuisance abatement uh, story. Um, I don't know what's happening to local news, actually. I mean, you know, what's going on? Maybe we send it to the problem solvers. They like to call themselves the problem solvers. Have you ever seen a problem they really solved ever? Um, they got that one lady a shower. Yeah. we re- Not a shower. You mean a literally a shower. Literally a Wet. shower. Yeah, no, they, they, they paid for her to go to a hotel room and get a shower when she was ripped off for $18,000 on a walk-in tub by Bentley. We got, of course, more than that. Now, here's the deal. Invitation Homes has not gotten back to me. I'd like to call Delilah to see... If Daphne's listening, she can call off the air. I want to know if Channel 9 contacted them. I think the more people we get to know about this story, the better uh, chance we get of getting help. And that's what we try to do. We try to get help for people. That's my entire purpose on the air for 40 years here in Denver, getting help for people. So, Suzanne, maybe uh, Daph can check in with Delilah. Let's see if Delilah heard from any media. And if if Channel 9 doesn't do it, I'll give it to another channel. I'm just trying to get some TV coverage. It used to be when I did both, I would do a story for Channel 4 later on Fox, and then I would do it on my radio show, and I'd do the one-two combination. And right now, since I retired from TV, I don't have that uh, option. So I I wanted to rely on others to recognize a story when they see it. Shar, what's going on with yeah. you? What's happening with you, Shar? How can we help you, dear? Oh, goodness. Well, I recently purchased a 2011 Jeep Liberty. Um, and um, after doing test drives, diagnostics, having mechanics look it over. Wait, what mechanics? Hold on. You said mechanics with a plural. Yeah. Who looked it over for yeah. you? Um, Before I was sure if I was going to purchase the vehicle, I had a friend that is a certified mechanic take it for a test drive and look it over as best as he could without putting it on a lift. But he didn't do a compression Um, test or anything like that? No. Okay. Um, I also took it to, I think, like an auto zone and had him run a diagnostic on it. Oh, you you did? What what kind of diagnostic did they run? I'm just trying to get a feel here. I, I believe that they just did like an electronic diagnostic. I don't um, uh, with the computer. Okay, got just it. Plug a scan tool. In. Yeah. Okay. So what else is going right. on? Um, upon the time of the first test drive, I had noticed that there were problems with uh, the electronic switches for the back wiper and the um, driver's side window. Let, let's get right to this, though. You bought it. You bought it as is, and you had it checked That's out. So what's wrong with it today? What's wrong with it today is both switches that I were told were repaired were not. 
um, which I re- realized five minutes after sale, but was told he wouldn't help because it was as is. And then I discovered well, yeah, but that but you all inside. you also had it checked out. Why didn't they find the problem? I, I that's what I don't understand. Well, to be clear, initially I had noticed the issues. There was also at the time four bald tires and a broken windshield. I had told him I was interested if he dropped the price. He wouldn't do it. I walked him to sale for almost two months. But wait, wait, wait where, where, are we, where are we going with this? I need to know the facts. You bought the car, and are we calling about a switch that doesn't work or something else? We are calling about $2,000 in repairs that immediately need to be done. Oh, the vehicle okay. is not able to be driven. Well, then you're certified. Listen, Char, your certified mechanic in AutoZone didn't do you justice. Why did your – how can you have $2,000 worth of repairs and, and your mechanic couldn't pick up on one of them? I'm not trying to give you a hard time, but listen, you, you knew enough to get it checked out, but you said he did everything but put it on a lift. Why didn't he put it on a lift? Why didn't, why didn't you get it checked out completely? I'm just curious, and I want others to hear because they're going to be going out buying cars, and I want everyone to be armed. You bought this car. You knew enough to take it to AutoZone. I don't know what they did, but they picked up on nothing, and then you also had this mechanic look at it. He picked up on nothing, so I can only assume the dealership did not know it had all these repairs. It did not know. So how, how long how long have you owned it now? Um, almost two months. Now, see that when I said mechanic, I did actually pay to have a full inspection done on the vehicle once I had the vehicle. Well, once you that's had it, that, that's not when to do it, though. Sure. Why didn't you pay to have a check? For the, the 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 reason why I'm I know that the owner of the dealership was aware of the front end suspension issues was because he replaced four tires on the vehicle okay and then sold it to me all right sure I mean there, you can't replace tires I just knowing here, that here's here's what I can do to help you here's what I can do to help you when people call my show they often say well he didn't help me but I'm going to help you by arming you with the truth so you're not wasting your time let me explain this to you. You seem to think that if he knew about it, he was obligated to tell you about it. Is that right? Is that why you said you can prove he knew it? Um, I don't believe that because I do understand how an as-is vehicle works. However, now, he can't also- lie to you about it. He can't lie to you about it. So if he lied to you and you can prove it, that's different. But most of the time, people can't prove lies they can't because they I don't have lies on bank papers what's that so there 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 were also further lies that happened with my loan he actually lied on my paperwork to get me approved without my consent even though i had a co-signer i don't even understand that you signed the loan papers right um, when I was at the bank, after I had finalized the deal with him, I had to then go to the new credit union to set up my account and finalize the loan. Once I went there and saw the paperwork she was giving back to me, I was seeing that some numbers were incorrect so according wait, to my income. So I, know, I, I, I know what you mean, he, he, I, and I don't doubt it. But did you, yeah. did you sign that application, and did he change the numbers after you signed it? No. I, they... I had already signed paperwork with him. Blank paperwork? Those numbers would have been set, and I didn't catch them until after they were already done. Oh, but, but so you signed the financing papers without examining the numbers? 
I, yeah, as best as I had seen, I didn't catch any issues when I had gotten home okay. and was setting up when the payments were going to be, then I noticed some numbers Shark, were if you sign that application and the numbers exaggerate your income, that's fraud on you. Exactly. On you. Even, I mean, I, I tried to apply for a loan through my own Shark. bank and had a co-signer, and he took the numbers for me and smudged them and then submitted but, them but to us. I'm a, getting, here's what I'm, hold, just hold on. God, okay. Sometimes I think I'm not communicating, but I want to know, am I communicating, Mark? No, seriously. I want you to, am I communicating? She's saying he wrote down the wrong numbers, but she signed it. She committed fraud by signing that application. She 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 committed fraud. She was assuming that the numbers were what she told him. Right. She didn't look at But she at didn't him. look at him. Well, a lot of people don't look and at And she didn't get her car checked. She paid to get it checked after she after bought she it. Now, she Ugly Ed, I, I'm over time. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, she did say when she went to sign the papers, she noticed the numbers didn't match up to the one she gave him. But she signed and it. And then she signed it. Yeah. Oh, so that's that. fraud yeah. on her. Now, now, I need to know one important thing, Shar. Just hold on. I, I'll tr- I'm trying. See, let me just explain this. I'm trying to discount all the crap that's not going to help you, and I'm trying to find something that will help you. Hold on. Diamond Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK. We're going to go back to Shard a second. I'm trying to find something that will help her. Remember this. People are usually armed with inaccurate information. They hold on to things that don't count. Shard thought, hey, maybe if I can prove he knew about a problem, then I can do something. No, you can't. You're not, see, dealers are not obligated to tell you about problems when they sell a car. They're not. If they sell it as is, they can't lie to you. If they lie and you can prove it, that's different. But this is the bottom line. You can't depend on what they say. The other thing is you can't depend on what they don't tell you as fraud. What else does she have? Well, it doesn't matter if a million things went wrong with the car. She had the opportunity to check it out before she bought it. So what can we rely on? What? What can we rely on? Almost nothing when you buy a car as is. Almost nothing. There are some safety concerns. They're supposed to have brakes, a windshield you can see through, and some minimum safety features. But that doesn't undo the deal. It simply helps you um, get those things fixed. What else? Emissions. If it won't pass emissions in the three-day grace period, you can undo the deal. But if you wait beyond that, it's not going to work. It has to be within that three-day grace period for emissions. Otherwise, you have no cooling off period. You have no um, changing mind period. There is no right to rescind a car deal in Colorado and in most other states. Here's the other thing. okay? Uh, On financing, if the numbers are wrong and you sign it, you are saying they are right. You can't go back later and say, ah, he lied. I want to undo the deal. So right now it sounds like she's stuck with the car. So what can we do about it? We got to figure it out. I mean, it's a 2011 Jeep, 96,000 miles. I found out off the air. So Char, that's not a terrible car. And you have $2,000 in repairs. And now what are the repairs? Give me the biggest item, the most expensive item, Char. Um, it would be $1,240 for ball joints and control arms for the front suspension. So they, they probably did some off-roading? No? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. It's probably mileage. How many miles are on it? 96,000. Yeah, I mean, that, that stuff wears out. 
and control arms. I'm sorry? Okay. So listen, what I would do is pick a mechanic that we know and trust and get a real estimate that, that you can really rely on. And, and what I would do is get it fixed and lick my wounds. What did you pay for this? Uh, 76. You didn't know you didn't overpay for this car. You did uh, not. No, um, you know, I thought that I was getting a really good deal. Well, hold on. I even, I, I'm telling you afford. that even even if you put the repairs in it, the good news is you're not going to be totally buried in this car. They're getting ridiculous oh, prices totally for these. Buried. What's that? I'm more than totally buried. I don't have the money to fix this at all. Okay, um, I meant I meant that's, it's that's the problem. <laughs> okay, no, no, and I and I feel for you, but Shar, how much did you put down? 2000 in cash. You could have bought a new car and probably done better, but uh, it would be this two- I was going to do. Oh. But I went with this instead because oh. I you know, thought I was getting a really great deal. So. All right. Here's what we'll do. You know what? We He doesn't know you a thing. Where'd you buy it? Prime Auto off Where? of uh, Mississippi. Premium? Prime. 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 Okay. Uh, hey, Deputy. Deputy Clint, let's call them. Just just ask if they will do anything for her. They don't need to, but let's just ask. I feel bad for her. I don't know. Joe has a comment on Invitation Homes. They had a tenant rent out one of their places without authorization. It wasn't a sublease. He acted as if he owned the house. He rented it out to a family and absconded with $9,200. That's fraud, by the way, if this scumbag is listening, this Mark Wakefield. he's uh, We're going to get him arrested. So if you're listening, Mark, and you don't give the money back, we're coming after you. So, Joe, what's your comment on this? Hey, Tom. Um, so I'm a former employee of Invitation Homes, and this you know, kind of thing happened on several occasions in the past. There's unfortunately a lot of scammers out there, and Invitations is a huge uh, rental company. The, it's actually the largest single-family home uh, company in, in, in the country. Um, and, and so when it happened in the past, there really wasn't much we can do for the, you know, the person who was scammed. Uh, they can try applying with the company like uh you know and see if they meet the criteria but there's not going to be a lot else that they can do they're they're really not going to be able to uh you know keep them in there yeah but here's what we're asking joe we're saying is it unreasonable to give them the month of december or a little longer if they're paying the rent here's what i'm saying if they get them out here right now they're not going to get people to move in this month i mean why not just take some money for the rent and let them at least transition out of there rather than be out in two days. That's what I'm saying. What would be unreasonable yeah, about that? The, it, it's not unreasonable. Unfortunately, it's going to have to go up the chain of command to the to someone in, in the court. You know, at, well, at of course it level. does. That's the way it works uh, in life. So, That's right. Doesn't it have to also right. be approved by the owner of that house? Don't they don't they set the different uh, things, the different criteria to get in? No, because well, uh, Invitation Homes owns all the properties. Oh, wait. Are you um, – they so own – wait a minute. They own these houses? Yes. That's all the more reason they can do it. That's strange. Are you sure yeah, they so own – how many houses do they own, for goodness sakes? Uh, 80,000 in the country and about Whoa. a little over 2,000 here in Colorado. Are they publicly traded? Yeah, they're in the New York Stock Exchange. Holy! They have a fiduciary. They have to help the stockholders too, man. That gets into really weird stuff. I know, but Mark, one or one or two. Okay, then I'll make the argument. I'll make the argument. They lose more money not letting these people transition. 
because they're already yeah, I in agree. there. I, I, I think with a little, you know, media push, um, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, but that's what it'll take. Because normally they, you know, they're not going to do anything, you know, unfortunately for these people, unless you guys lean on them. You know, I often wonder, what does it take the media to get involved in a story? What is it? I, 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 I don't know. They have such tripe on there, such bull. I mean, it's just, what does it take them to really use media? I call it media with a purpose. What does it take for Channel 9 to get involved in something or Channel 4 or these other? What does it take? You know, media really does and can have a purpose. But look at the news and tell me what you see that is substantial. We need to help people. Charlie, what's going on with you, Charlie? What's happening? Oh, I had called uh, about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Okay. About B&M Transmission not paying me. Uh, B&M Transmission so, uh, not paying you. Were you an employee? Yes, sir. I was, I was actually the manager, and uh, I, I did what your girl said uh, there, and I, I sent all my information to y'all. Good. Well, I've, they told me that they've actually uh, emailed B&M twice and can't get a response from them. Okay, and did so you did you follow anymore. our did you follow our instructions for the demand letter to him and then wage an hour because yep. you can get treble damages? Yep, yep, I did it. I, I've done everything wait, were, that I was told to do. I've given I've given y'all. All but wait a minute. That, uh, let me let me get this straight. Were you a W two employee? No, I was actually an employee. I was I was actually employed by him. That's what I'm asking. And then at the very at the very end. It didn't matter. He was still just writing me checks. He wasn't taking any cash or anything. But I was, I was, I was not an individual employee. He he wrote checks to me, but he was not taking any cash, any taxes out. He kept writing me checks. Well, Charlie, Charlie, and, this could backfire on you too. Do you understand that? Because um, oh, I, understand. I, I would he, sue. He listen, I don't think I don't think you're going to get treble damages. Because I, it, oh, it's, I'm not trying to. I'm, 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 Tom, I'm not trying to. How much to go does he owe you? Charlie, how much does he owe you? $7,500. And no one from BM and called I, us back? No? Nope. Nobody. The lady just informed we me talked that, they, to him. that your two girls have sent them. That you talked to All right, them hold on, I, hold on. All right. Uh, my 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 two uh, my two uh, assistants my two producers I, I'd rather not call them girls right now I think they're a little older than that we'll be right back. Tom Martino here. Okay, listen, I want to get Delilah on about that home. Okay, first and foremost, uh, I want to say that we're getting all kinds of stories here. Delilah rented from someone who did not have authority to rent it out. This is happening all over the metro area. People meet you at a house, and they agree to rent it to you, but they don't even own the house. And then they take money and leave, and you find out you just paid a scammer, and you don't have a place to live. Delilah actually moved into this place with her husband and two kids. It was an invitation home. Now, invitation did not have anything to do with the scam. They're the landlords. They were scammed, too. One of their tenants uh, went rogue. One of their tenants advertised a place for rent, where did you find this advertised, Delilah? Well, it wasn't, uh, Tom, it wasn't actually advertised, like, on a site or anything. What happened is, is we drove by, and earlier this summer, my husband did some yard work for this guy. 
Well, we, then we drove by, like, I mean, like, in October, it was, like, Octo- literally October 1st, and we were looking for a rental, and when we were looking for a rental, we drove by and said, hey, do you remember us? Is this for rent? And he goes, well, actually, hold on, come in. He invited us in the house, everything. And you just happen to drive know. by and ask a guy if his house is for rent? Yes, because we saw the mo- we saw the moving trucks and stuff outside. Okay, so okay, area, Delilah. Okay, enough, Delilah. Enough. Okay, now when I wrote to Invitation Homes, their PR people said, as I mentioned, the field team, and I don't want you to say anything till I'm done. The field team is reaching out to the family, and I'll keep you posted. In the meantime, as a public service to your listeners, you may want to share some tips on how to avoid these kinds of scams. Duh. I mean, we do that every day. Thank you, Claire, for your, for uh, Captain Obvious. Uh, Invitation Homes has a section on their website to offer tips. I do appreciate that. You are a victim. I understand that. Now, I, now Delilah, one thing I'm confused about. In, in Invitation's Homes leases, their legit leases, the tenant pays their own utilities. How did you, I understand now today, your heat and electric is turned off. Is that right? As of five minutes, right when Daphne called me, like 10 minutes ago, they had it shut off. Well, hold on. I, I need to tell you, that's not Invitation Homes doing that. You understand that, right? Um, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't say it was Invitation Homes doing it. I just don't know who. Well, so well, well let, me, let me put it to you this way. Wait a minute. Now, now, Delilah, I want to help you, but I'm going to ask the obvious. If you move in October 15th and you paid $9,200 for a lease and you signed a lease, did you not call the power company uh, or call public service to have it put in your name? Yes. And so what happened is when they told me that the, the heat and the water is in the landlord's name. And so I said, okay. So then that's when I called Mark, and he's all, yeah, it's in my name. Keep it in my name and the electricity or the utility. He told you you to keep it in his name. Yeah, he said that it's included in the rent. Okay. Now, Now, okay, so you automatically thought it was being paid. Yes. You, you're pretty naive, you Delilah, Delilah, but, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, this is te- it doesn't mean you deserve to be ripped off. It's a terrible story. Again, your family's there. Are you home now? Um, yes, right now I am. So you guys have no electric and no heat? Yes. I just called the company, the, the, the gas company and everything, and they said that I cannot put it in my name because the landlord has it in their name. And they can't do anything about it. That's right. So why did they turn it off? For lack of payment? I'm assuming so, because there's no other reason why I could. And and, and Excel Energy won't transfer it because they think Mark, well, even if they do transfer it, they're going to make somebody pay this bill. You know that. Did they, did they say how much is owed? They can't tell me no information about another party because it's private. And that's true. You are really in a bad – this Mark, uh, what's his name, uh, Wakefield, Wakefield, is one big scumbag. I'd love to get a hold of this jerk. Well, we've been trying to get a hold of him, and I've been trying that number. And I, I, and I, and I have another number for him, and I even messaged him and was like, you know. What is that other number of, for him? Um, I, I could give that to you right now. Well, I want you to give it off the air. You know, 
I'd like to see this guy arrested and prosecuted for fraud for what he has done. This is such a terrible story. Delilah, you can't go through the holidays without heat and electric. What are you going to do? Um, I haven't gotten that far yet. You know, my family is, we're always, in the, I don't know. <laughs> How old are your kids? Um, so our kids range, our oldest is 17 and our youngest, it goes from 17 and the youngest is five. Oh, man, this is terrible. So, I, I mean, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. What I, my main priority right now is is uh, getting our stuff backpacked up. We had just taken it out of storage about not even what, Do you have ago. anywhere to go? Do you, listen, do you have the ability, if there's someone listening with a home and they want to rent to a family, we'll do the background checks. If anybody's listening, we'll do all of that. Are, can you pay anything? I know you just got scammed out of, uh, you know, $9,200. Oh, my God. Do you have I any do money? Not, I was telling one of your workers, uh, your associates, that it's hard to come up with money for a down deposit and for first and last month's rent. So it took us a long time because not because we're sitting here and saying we can't afford it. I it's know it. Delilah, I understand. May I ask what your yeah. husband makes, what income he makes a year? Um, why don't, am I on the air? I would rather not say it right now, but okay. you know. All right. All right. All right. Uh, what we found out it's okay. We, we got it behind the scenes here and, and you work part time. Oh man. Mark, what do you think? And, and, You've been silent through this whole thing. I, I, and, and, and without saying, of course, all the mistakes they made, I understand that. What do you think? I mean, what does this bother you? Does, does this Mark Wakefield, don't you want to punch him in the face? Yeah, it bothers me. He bothers me big time, but I, I must say, the Wakefield is also a victim here. I don't know Wakefield if or whoever this. I'm sorry. Uh, invitation home, homes. Invitation homes. I I don't know if they don't. No, they don't owe her anything. I they know don't. that. I don't know how much pressure we put on them There's, because they got screwed. Well, they're, guess what? They're going to end up paying the electric bill no matter what. They're going to end up. Uh, eating whatever rent was missing. I mean, they got screwed big time. Oh yeah, they have to pay the utilities and all of that. But I still think it's in their best interest economically. They're going to have to pay the utilities no matter what. Yeah, but right now the reality is, what are they going to do? There's no heat. There's no nothing in this. No, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying this. is, if they moved out today, Delilah and her family, yep. Invitation Homes is going to pay it. Would still have to pay the utility That's, and yeah, would have right. no one in that home for at least what a month. No one's going to move during the holidays. I don't think. Yeah. I think that they would have to sit on it, so there would be no downside. They're probably wondering if she knew that this guy was subleasing. She's. They're probably thinking the same things. I did yesterday. There's no lease. She didn't sign a lease. Well, she, she just, did sign. She just drives by and asks it for rent. It all sounds insane. Did, did he? But I understand you did sign a fake lease, right? Yeah, it wasn't like a real made-up lease. What he did. I want a copy of it. Up. I want a copy of that too. Not that it matters, but it'll help our fraud case against this guy. Invitation Homes rents out thousands of homes. Right. They should be able to find her something. If it's not this place. Well, they probably have a criteria she's not meeting. She no probably what. doesn't meet the criteria. But I'm just asking someone for some humanity. If I had a home, I would do it. Yes. I have someone asking what city does she live in? Centennial. But she'll move. You can move anywhere in Colorado, right? No, where can you? Well, where are the schools? Where can you live? Well, she's well, not going to. Um, yeah. 
My kids go, they're in the Cherry Creek School District. All right, but they, hey, dream on as far as getting a home there. I mean, we, we may find something, but you're going to have to drive or something. Hold on. The sun goes down. The Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. Okay, we got to we got to close some cases here, and I, I ask that you all hold on through the next hour. It's very important. Now, Shar, on the used car, the uh, 2011 Jeep, ninety six thousand miles or whatever, and, and you say two thousand dollars in repairs. Uh, we we need to take it one step at a time. First and foremost, we can't get a hold of the dealer. We will try, but I I, I just want to say, I doubt you have any substance to get the deal undone unless the dealer agrees to do it i I, really i you haven't told me anything that would prove fraud and it would take so much time and probably cost more than the repairs but here's what i think we should do we need to get your car truly checked out i don't believe it needs two thousand dollars in repairs that's it i just don't believe it if you would take it to someone we know and trust and have them look at it and and i'm going to ask them to look at it free of charge to give us a diagnostic that's what i would like to do and then we decide that would be so helpful. what's that i said that would be really helpful and then we then we can figure out let's try to get you some discounted repairs so um we where where are you located in general what area I actually live directly behind Prime Auto in Ruby Hill. In where? Ruby Hill? Yeah, it's right off of Mississippi. All right. We need to get you somewhere over to get it checked out. We need to make a phone call. Clint, get someone who will check this out for us, please. Sheridan will do it. And and do a complete diagnostic. Get that hooked up. Char, hang on, and we'll try to do that for you, okay? Um, and then Charlie is owed commission, B&M uh, transmission or whatever. Here's the deal. This guy claims he doesn't owe you. You claim he does. There, there's no way we can force him to pay you. He is saying, but, but one thing he didn't do, he didn't follow up with us either. He said he was going to send you a list, send us a list of what he's already paid you. And he didn't do that. I suspect he's probably not telling the truth. But Charlie, you're going to have to prove your case and take him to small claims court. The guy is just not moving. Now, we can tell people about B&M. We can put them on the sleaze brigade, but we can't get your money right now. We just can't. The guy's saying he doesn't owe it to you. So I would just sue him in small claims court. We can help you through that process. This is the Troubleshooter Show. I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the troubleshooter. Hey, Tom Martino here, and we are here to solve problems, answer questions, and take complaints. And, uh, of course, we do everything we can. So what's going on? Well, we do have um, help that we're trying to get for people who have called, including Delilah. Now, we are really, really having a problem, okay? She rents a place. She's driving by with her husband, four kids. They rent a place. Well, I don't know if everybody was in the car at the time, but they they see a guy moving and say, is this place for rent? He says, as a matter of fact, it is. He presents him with a fake lease and uh, collects $9,200. They move in October 15th. Their rent next rent check was due December 1st. In the meantime, the guy that rented it to him was a guy that was being evicted. He owed a lot of money. He didn't even own the house. Invitation Homes owns the house. Now they're asking her to leave in a couple days. Now, 
obviously she's not going to leave in a couple days. She's going to be a holdover. I mean, that's survival for her family. They're going to have to come after her right now, at least until she finds a place. But she's willing to pay rent until she finds a place. However, there's a wrinkle. The Excel bill wasn't paid, so she doesn't have heat and electricity. What happens now? Yeah, you can't even plug in a you know yeah. a heater. And and she can't even pay it because it's still in the tenant's name. Invitation Homes would have to take that responsibility because they're the property owner. And then they would have to pay off that bill. Because what they do with stuff like this, they, they uh, figure that you owe the money and they're not turning it back on unless you pay. And they hold it against the house. So bottom line, we got a problem. We got a big problem. And uh, we don't know what to do. But, sh- but, but Delilah and her family need to move. So here's what we're planning on doing. We're doing a background check on Delilah and her husband. We want to make sure, first of all, they don't know this guy that took them for a ride. Mark Wakefield. That's the guy they rented from who was a lying, cheating, scumbag tenant. Mark Wakefield. I don't know how he can sleep at night taking this money from a family and taking off. Knowing that they would only be in that house a few months before the whole scam was found out. Well, anyway, here's what's going on. She and her family are in trouble. We're doing a background check. If they check out, we need to help them find a place. We need to help them any way we can. And I'm even thinking of collecting money, of course, and putting in some of our own. Uh, I don't know. I, what do you do? You know, we always say we want to help families before they fall off a cliff. That means before they're so destitute, they're so desperate that you can't help them. These people are working. These people are productive by all accounts. We'll, we'll verify all that. So anyway, this hour brought to you by RealCBDThatWorks.com, and it really does work. Panacea Life Sciences in Golden. You can also go to PanaceaLife.com. Here's the deal. People say, what should I buy? Anything you want. They have both with THC, without THC. They have chewables. They have sublinguals. They have, you know, soft gels. RealCBDThatWorks.com. It all works. You just get the, the kind you like. And all the dosing is pharmaceutical. Uh, that it's ac- that accurate. RealCBDThatWorks.com. So let's talk to Cheryl now. I hear this is another story where a family is hurting. What's going on, Cheryl? Um, hi there. Hi. Hi. Um, well, I'm 29 years old with three young daughters. And I've been um, a stay-at-home mom my whole life. And back in May, um, this summer, um, on a Thursday, my husband had a head cold and came home from work not feeling well and called in sick to work on a Friday and stayed in bed for most of the day and was up and about Friday night um, and went back to bed. Um, a typical Friday night, I sometimes will fall asleep um, on the couch in the living room mm-hmm. um, so Saturday morning, I wake up off the couch and go to the master bedroom, and he's not in the bed. So my first thought is he felt better and went to work. Yeah. Well, 
Well, I opened the bathroom door. Um, I could hear the shower running, and he's lying on the bathroom floor. Oh, my God. And his eyes were open. I go over there to see if he needs help, and he was ice cold. He's not dead, is he? He was dead. Oh, my God. What what happened? How old is your husband? 36. 36 what happened? Old. Cheryl, do they know what happened? Does anyone know what happened? Yeah, after the autopsy was done, they concluded that it was pneumonia. No, Wait, how does a 36-year-old man die from pneumonia? Right, it's completely unheard of. There were no underlying factors? Nope. Nope, his lungs were full of fluid. It, happened he, it wasn't instantly. head trauma from falling, fainting? Nope. Uh, he didn't have any trauma from falling, and he was rigor mortis with his arm up holding his toothbrush, so it was instant. Like, he instantly drowned, and uh, they had originally thought it was a heart attack, but it was pneumonia, and they, they said he'd already been dead for six hours, so there was no way they could do any further testing to see if it had to do with any chemicals that he worked with. And when whatnot. did this happen, dear? Um, I found him on May 11th. Okay, so what have you been doing since then? <sighs> Losing my mind. It's, it's been a really well, rough summer. Oh, no fooling. Do you, Cheryl, my heart goes out to you. Do you have, do you have a family in, t- in, in the state? Are you in Colorado? I am. I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado. And I have family down in Denver. Um, and some in-laws in Greeley, you know, but everyone's so busy with their own life. Okay, know. well, we're, we're, how about your parents? Are your parents alive? They are. Are his parents alive? Um, his parents are not. Okay, so. I have, um, I have, my mother-in-law passed away from pneumonia two years ago. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is something weird. Yeah, and. It is so strange because he passed away a day before Mother's Day from the same thing. Okay, so, so pneumonia where he couldn't breathe, he he drowned in his in his fluids. You would think he would feel worse or want to go to the emergency room or something. Right. I mean, the days of right. people dying from pneumonia, I thought, were gone in the forties. So, right now, did he have life insurance? Um, he. His company had a little bit, and it's all left to my daughters, and they don't get it till they turn 18. Okay, but um, do you have, I mean, how, how have you been living since May 11th? Do you own a home so, or do you rent? I'm renting. Um, I had a, a fundraiser page set up, and um, everything I had raised went to a funeral cost. And then the property management we were living at, decided that I was no longer qualified to rent from them because I know. he had passed away. So I had to move. So every dime I got from the fundraiser pages this summer went to the funeral and moving. Where are you living in Fort Collins now? Um, I live um, southwest Fort Collins. Okay, now do you, how are you paying your rent? Um, so my daughters get survival benefits from SSI. And that's how I'm paying rent. How much a month are you, do you have an in income? Uh, Twenty six hundred a month. Thank goodness for that. Now, what about what about um, you? Do you work? 
so nope, I've never worked. Um, that's something that I definitely need to pursue. How old are your kids? Um, I have an 11 year old daughter, an eight year old daughter, and a seven year old daughter. How are they doing? They're it's rough. Um, it's really rough on them. They miss their dad every day. Do you have close community, family, church, anything like that? I don't. Um, I. I've been looking into churches. Um, I, I did apply for help with a food box and some Christmas presents through a church nearby. Um, Cheryl, you understand I, we have to verify your story, but this is certainly this time of year. Uh, people look to adopt families and do things for families, and and this might be um, something someone listening right now wants to help with. I want to assure anyone listening that we check out all stories to make sure they're true. We background check people and we make sure that you never waste a dime. Of course, we don't take a penny if we help a family. If we raise a dollar, they get a dollar. Um, Even credit card charges we take care of. So here's the thing. We need to get your information and proceed with checking out your story and helping you out. Um, But what's your long-term solution? Hold on. I I, want to talk to you a little longer. If anyone has suggestions for Cheryl, she's a widow at the ripe age of 29 with three young children. Christmas is coming. She gets survivor's benefits from Social Security, but that's it. Let's talk Again, this is before she fell off the cliff. She's not homeless. She's not destitute. Now, people might say, Tom, why do you choose those people to help? Because it does the most good. I know that sounds crazy, but it keeps a family from falling off the cliff and being unsavable almost. Someone who is so down and out, uh, oh, yeah, we can give them some money and help them temporarily, but the long-range picture is so difficult. It doesn't mean we won't help them. But so many times those people are so down and out, they don't know how to accept help. Cheryl and Delilah are stories that they haven't yet fallen off the cliff, as we put it. We can help them stay productive. We will help as many as we can, but this is one story I want to hear more about. Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK. This hour brought to you by Frank Duran, the real estate man.com. Frank Duran, one of the nicest people I know, really. He, uh, he is such a, a, a selfless guy when it comes to putting himself there for you. If you're buying or selling real estate, you will never have this level of service anywhere else with Frank and his team. And you'll never make better deals on your own. More than makes up for any small commissions. Frank Duran, therealestateman.com, 303-920-1622. I told you I'd let you know when we have lines open, and we do have lines open. You don't only have to call with problems. If you have solutions, you can call. If you can help us help others, please call. You may have ideas, please call. We're working behind the scenes with Delilah and her family, who rented from a scammer, took $9,200, and he took off. He didn't even own the house. He was being evicted from the house. Invitation Homes is the landlord. We're trying to find her a place. Her electric is turned off now because it was in the guy's name, and the guy said, keep it in my name, and now they can't find him. I don't know. We need to find out if she filed with the police. 
Deputy Dan, since you've been talking to her, find out if she filed a police report because they have, they'll have all the information. All they have to do is go to Invitation Homes and get all the information. I'm wondering if in Invitation Homes, did they file a police report? Somebody's got to do something. This guy is a thief, a walking, living thief, ripping people off. I sent this story to Channel 9. Don't hold your breath, okay? Unless it's about a soccer mommy and something. I mean, you're not going to see it. All good news. You're not going to see real meaty crap. They are disgusting. And you'll never see it if it's a minority family. At least she's white. I sent them a story about a black guy. They wouldn't even touch it. The people, listen, I am so sick and tired of local television news. I used to have my ass out on the street three times, four times a week helping people. Honest to God, that my entire career, millions of dollars recovered for people. All they have to do is get off their ass and do something. Cheryl now, she's 29, a widow at 29. Her husband, she found dead in the bathroom. He died suddenly from pneumonia. His mom died from the same thing. It's a terrible story. She has three little girls, 11, 8, and 7. You've been living off survivor's benefits. Okay, that's good. That's good, survivor's benefits. It's just going it, to, it, it's barely enough to pay rent and feed the kids. And now Christmas is coming, I understand. But what about your long-range plan, Cheryl? I don't like just Band-Aids. I want to know, what's your plan? What's going on? I honestly don't have a long-term plan um, right now. I'm just um, getting You're surviving. The, the really high. Um, I was full-blown PTSD all summer. Yeah, like of course. Survival mode. It just happened in and, May, right. I, I, it's not that, you know, I don't expect you to be enrolled in college and working right now. I, I, I Maybe I shouldn't have asked it so uh, bluntly, but, but you do realize that, God, there's got to be some kind of plan there for you and your girls, and and you, got, yeah. you have to move forward. Right. And uh, right. have you ever given any thought of what you want to do in the future? I mean, you have to raise your girls. I understand that. But clearly, this is not going to be enough. Um, right. Are they all in school? Um, I, they are in school. Um, you know, just getting them to and from school. and But, you know, being a mom is a full-time job. Um, I definitely need is. to think oh, oh. about whether I need to be in schooling or, you know, what I'm going to pursue to continue to be able to provide for them for, you know, for the rest of their lives. It's, um, I, I get really majorly severe anxiety when I think way too far ahead. I know. Um, I understand, Cheryl. We're, we're trying to just get through our, um, we just started grievance therapy. Do you have any good friends? And, Do you have any close friends? I honestly, my husband was my best friend. Um, he was, we were best friends. It, um, I'm, it's really hard for me. It was really hard for me to try to let anyone in this summer. A lot of people judged me way too quickly based off of the mess I was. Um, but my, my husband was my best friend. So, I don't really have any close friends. Oh my gosh. Um, my, my three daughters are my best friends. Do they have friends? Are they doing okay? As far as friendships? Yes, they have friends. And, um, you know, even though we moved, I kept them in the same schools. So I do have to drive them, but I'm, I was just, you know, they've already had so many changes. I felt it was really important for them to stay 
in a community that's familiar with the situation. What did your husband do for a living? Um, he worked um, for Vestas Wind Turbines for about 10 years. That's the uh, windmill? Yeah, the... Um, yeah. Yeah, the wind energy in Windsor, Colorado. <sighs> okay. Uh, Cheryl, how much did you raise when you raised money? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was quite a bit. It did cover the funeral and moving expenses. Well, how? Around. I mean, I hope you didn't overspend on, um, on, on the funeral, but that's water under the bridge anyway, and you were in shock. Listen, let's not go over that. Okay, here are my suggestions right now. Let's, um, let's, I, I'm contacting some people I know who help women specifically who have been displaced or in their life interrupted, basically, you know, um, and you say your husband was your best friend. I'm assuming you had a wonderful family life and this, yeah. this threw you a curveball. Um, and I understand the PTSD for goodness sakes, who wouldn't have PTSD? I'm going to depend on listeners to come up with suggestions. I'm also going to uh, contact people I know who not only help displaced women or help women in distress, but also are philanthropists. <laughs> Say it, Mark. Philanthropists. Philanthropists. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Cheryl, listen. Um, you do, though. I, I really mean this. You have to um, start doing relationships. Uh, I don't mean necessarily with a man, but I mean you have to have some friendships or some close-knit. You, you have to develop relationships in the future. doesn't have to be today. Now, let me tell you why. Every single study that was done on longevity and happiness and getting over grief, every single one, and there was the longest one done by Harvard, they have shown that people with relationships in their lives are happier, live longer, get over grief faster, and raise better children. And I just don't want to see yourself isolated. And, and that's just some personal advice from a, a guy that uh, I can give. You're, you're, you can be my daughter. So really, I, I, I mean, just think about that in the future, whether it be community organizations, churches, or whether it be whatever it is. And uh, we're going to... We are going to uh, take this on to help you, uh, Suzanne. So, hey, Tommy, in the meantime, I have someone who's willing to help her with a resume and also someone who suggested Amazon is hiring for people to work from home, customer service and whatnot. Oh, man, that would be wonderful. Not to isolate her more, but I know she no, cares about the, being no, home for that, her kids. That is a good idea. That's a great idea. Just I didn't realize Amazon does that. Boy, these log-on, log-off phone systems that people have... Wi-Fi phones are wonderful. Cheryl, hold on. I want to make sure we get absolutely all of your information. And then you do understand we have to check out your story and all of that, right? Yes, I completely understand. I mean, because if we're going to help people, we go all in. We just want to be sure. Thank you. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK. Wide open lines. What do we do with this? Okay, we do have some follow-up questions we're going to get to. We just saw this guy, uh, his uh, obituary. Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway, we are going to figure this one out somehow. 303-713-8255.
please call. Problems, questions, complaints, better yet, what do we do about helping people? What do you suggest? Now, Invitation Homes, we're getting some emails saying, how could this woman do this? How could she fall for such a scam? How could she draw? First of all, okay, I will say this. It does sound weird. I'm not saying they shouldn't be helped, but she just happened to be driving through a neighborhood and saw a moving van. And they said, is this car, is this house for rent? No, they did work for that place. Well, earlier for that place they drove by and stuff. He, they had done he some, worked uh, apparently for the guy that hoodwinked him. Right. What? Earlier that summer, yeah. Wait, he did work for Wakefield, so he knew him. Right. Okay. What did he do there? Uh, uh, contract, uh, what are they, lawn work? Landscaping? Landscaping, yeah. Is that the job he was in? Right. Okay, so the husband, not the job he's in, the husband owns part of a company, she said, right? That's a company, right? I think she probably knew she was subleasing and knew something was a little sketchy, but didn't realize this guy was out to really get her and take her money. It's possible. Um, Well, it sure seems strange if she didn't. She even said the lease was weird. And then he said, leave the utilities in my name. Which we'd never seen, by the way. We've never seen this lease, and we've asked for I, a I couple do other see, things. I do want to see the lease. 303-713-8255. Jimmy has a follow-up on something. Jimmy, what's happening? He wants a follow-up oh. on the broken elevator oh. case, Tom. He's asking for a follow-up on which broken elevator. What are we talking about, guys? Let's, let's... Hey, Tom, there was, there was a lady who was, uh, the elevator was broken in the apartment building or her condo. Yes. And the elderly man upstairs with the wheelchair. And I you're right. You're, him, you're right. Were... You're right. You're right. We I did... think Daphne handled that yeah. or something. We did follow that up. I was... Yeah, I was going to say at the time back then, I uh, did all she had to do was call the uh, fire marshal. <clears throat> That's, what That's what we did. And, uh, and oh, I think, okay, yeah, I okay. think, hang tight. We'll get an update on that real quick. Yeah, we will get an update, Jimmy, but thank you. And anytime anyone wants an update, let me know because we love doing updates. Remember Shauna? Yes. Uh, well, speaking. She has made me more skeptical yeah, than any other person. Yeah, you went all out Earth. for her. You did. You helped her a lot. And she was turning tricks in someone's basement. Unbelievable. But was that truly, was she turning tricks? Yes. For the rent money. For the, it was crazy, man. Then we sent her a big Thanksgiving dinner before we found out she was turning tricks. And uh, she wouldn't even share it with the lady that was letting them live in the basement. Oh, my God. Right. It, It just, it was crazy. How about that? How about those nuts you sent me out to one time? Oh, my God, Martino. They were so loco, I couldn't even believe it. Talk about hook, line, and sinker. Remember, even the post office was in on it at one point. They were delivering mail to the wrong house. They were legitimately wild and crazy. Like, really crazy. I don't know. It's tough. Yep. Let's talk to Eva. Our lines are open, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Always trying to help any way we can. If you guys have suggestions, help us. So what's going on with you, Eva? Oh, good morning, Tom. Hey. hey um, one of my grandkids signed a contract. He, he was of legal age. Signed a contract for braces, and the contract specified that he uh, had to pay 125 a month, and he lost his job for a while and couldn't do that. 
And and who signed? So, did he sign for his kids? No, for himself. Okay. And when he was little, uh, how how old is he now? How old is he? Uh, oh, 22. Okay. So, okay. So he's a young man and he signed up for orthodontics and he can't afford the monthly right. payment. Right. So he stopped going and uh, then the braces were hurting his gums. His gums are bleeding. Right. They of course, are... he can't, you can't just stop when you're in the middle of that thing. You've got to get. Right. But they, they, they won't see him to take them out. They won't do anything until he pays. But is there such a thing as unjust enrichment? They want the 125 for the whole year. That well, well Eva, no, the unjust enrichment, people heard that on a Perry Mason show or something. Here, here's the bottom line. It, this doesn't fall into cat, that category. I'm not speaking legally. I'm talking about there's nothing unjust about wanting to be paid. The guy has a program. And it's a monthly payment, and I understand what you're saying. He didn't see him for that long. So so are you suggesting right. that we go on an orthodontics program and go in every couple of months and only pay when we go in a hundred and something dollars? It, it'll never work. It's always so, absorbed at the beginning when they actually yeah, put on the braces. Yeah. That's what you're paying for throughout the year. That's right. I mean, you've already oh. – he's your guys are way behind, let alone, let alone unjust. You're, he's being yeah. unjustly treated if – by not being paid. However, that does, there is something called abandonment of care. And no doctor, no lawyer should abandon clients for the absence of payment alone. They should, there there's needs to be a safe way to get this guy taken care of and out of their hair, even if he removes them all. Now, what I don't understand is, um, how much was the payment? 125 a month. That is one of the uh, best orthodontic treatments I've ever heard of. And so he, yeah. What, you think that's a lot of money for orthodontics, $125 a month? I, I have no idea. Oh, I never no. needed that. No, it's a wonderful, it's I, a wonderful I, I plan. You, I, I, I know that you have kids that have that. Yeah. I thought you would know. Well, do you know yeah. who, who is the orthodontist? It's, it's not, uh, it's not Dr. Lawson, is it? No, it's uh, it's in Loveland, and it's the name of it is Comfort Dental Braces North Loveland. Okay, Comfort Dental is a marketing group. They're not all owned by the same, so that's not going to help. Uh, this woman sounds familiar. Have you called before? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I love you guys. I listen to you every day. <laughs> I think she had. Is this the same grandson that you had some issues with oh, way back no, when? No. <laughs> He's not the one we got on the phone with. Wait a minute. Is this the grandson? Eva, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm usually the one that remembers stuff from years ago. But is this the one where we got on the phone and told that grandson that he's a coward and he treats his grandma like crap and to get the hell out of her house? He was taking her car. Yeah. No, no, no. No, he never took my car. No, but I remember you were having trouble with him. Did he turn around? Well, he did go to jail for, I, I sent him to jail for a while. You know what? Me. That is really, for what? He hit you? No, he threatened to kill me if I didn't give take a loan out for Where him. Where are his parents? Uh, uh, the mother had six kids by five different guys, never took care of any of them. And my son was the only one who uh, took an interest in him and... So I had to. So this boy was this boy. What, where the not boy, but this young man. Where was he working? 
Oh, he's worked at so many different places. So this guy, this, and let's just let's just say it like it. He's still a loser, isn't he, Eva? Uh, yes. He... Hold on. I got to take a break. Just hold on. Hi, Tom Martino, you're a troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Okay, I heard once again from Invitation Homes, because I said, look, her power's now turned off. They said, Tom, we are trying to reach out to her, and uh, we're also reaching out to the former tenant. Um, We are going to do what we can. It says here, the electric and heat, what I've been able to learn is that it's not an invitation home's name. It is in the residence name, the former residence. Um, see, this woman, Claire, is communicating with us. They are victims, too. I mean, this Mark Wakefield is a scumbag. We need to, get, we need to find this jerk. If anyone knows anything about, about Mark Wakefield, please let us know. Now, Maria wants to report a scam. Eva, basically... Your grandson, you know, you'd be better off just forgetting about your grandson at this point. I don't know what to tell you. Um, you, you know, he's been nothing but trouble for you, and I know you feel bad for oh, him. Yes. I know you feel bad for yes. him. I know you want to help any way you can. It, you know, I'm so sorry that you've taken this on. Um, he signed a contract for braces. Now he can't okay. find the money. But I think, Eva, you perhaps you should call the orthodontist and say, look. I was going to call. After I spoke with you, I would call him. Here's what I would say. I would call him and say this. I am alerting you that my grandson could have an infection and it could get worse. And all he is asking that you remove the braces. He will pay you when he can. But please remove the braces. Now, if once we put you on notice, this is what I would say. And he is injured. I'm going to come after you for abandonment of care because really... He's not asking for anything but removal of these braces before they do harm. Eva, right. that's what I would do. Let me know what they say, okay. okay? Just let me know. Maria, what scam do you want to uh, report? Okay, there's, I believe, well, I had solar panels put in. Yes, dear. Okay, anyway, this guy calls us, well, you have to give us $500. I can't remember what he called it. What would I do with that stupid paper? It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, tell me tell me what the guy wants. He wants me to go to Safeway. I mean, to 7-Eleven, get a same-day money pack yep. application. Yep. You're, you're wise. You are wise. You are wise to be to be skeptical, dear. Skeptical? Yeah. My God. You, so you... I, I like for other people to be alerted about this. And they gave me a one-hater number to call him back and didn't care. Tell them, okay, I'm sending them, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, wait a minute. Do you have the number to this guy? Do you have his number? Yeah, it's one. Hold on, don't give give it to me yet. Let me ask you another thing, Maria. Does he think he he has a sucker with you? I believe so. Okay, I want you to hold on until after the break. Then I want to call him back with you on the line and pretend to be your, uh, how old are you, Maria? Uh, I'm way past my 60s. Okay, I'm going to pretend to be your uh, your grandson or son, and I'm helping you, and I'll act like I'm slow and see if they take advantage of us. You hold on. I'm Tom Martino. If anybody got offended by slow, I'm sorry.
It's just slow. And then we're going to do more. So you stick around. We're going to have fun with the scammers. Plus, we're trying to help people. Call 303-713-TALK. Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Hi, Tom Martino here. Welcome. 303-713-TALK. 303-713-8255. This hour brought to you by RealCBDThatWorks.com. Panacea Life Sciences has all kinds of specials going on. You can find it on the website. You can get to the website, panacealife.com, or, of course, realcbdthatworks.com. For CBD with or without THC, pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here in Golden. So what's going on in your life? Let's talk. We have people calling in. Maria wants to report this scam. She said she was called, and they want her to send some money. And then Linda needs some advice on finding an electrician. We also have in the works two families in distress. One woman, 29-year-old widow with three daughters, young daughters. Her husband died in May. And we're checking that story out. They get along on survivor's benefits. We had someone call up that worked with him at that uh, place that he worked. So it looks pretty legit. And we looked at his obituary. We sure did. And... It sounds like a wonderful young family, and uh, they and listen. This is a, a major event for them. In May, he died, dropped dead in there in the bathroom. They said it was from pneumonia. Man, I've never heard of pneumonia causing people to drop dead. Anyway, not at his age. You hear it with really young babies and really old people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then we're working with Delilah, who signed a rental contract with a tenant who was being evicted. He supposedly represented himself as the landlord. He took $9,200 from this family and left, never to be heard from again. He told them, keep the utilities in my name as part of the rent. She, had, she paid a security deposit of two months' rent. Then she paid partial rent for October and all the rent for November. Her next rent was due in December, except there's no one to pay. He's nowhere around. And the real owner of the property, Invitation Homes, wants them out of there. But they're trying to reach out to her after they've heard from us. They said they'll try to work something out. But they didn't. Now, believe me, they didn't say that means they can stay there. No, they didn't say that at all. But they're trying to work it out. I recommend you let, in a nice way, Invitation Homes know that you guys heard the story. They have an office in Greenwood Village. They're, they're nice people, by the way. They didn't cause this problem. They're victims. So let's continue. We hear from people sometimes, and we can't believe the problems. Sometimes they're so outrageous. Then other times we get problems where somebody can't get paid $75 for a refund that they were promised. I think, Daphne, I think you probably worked... At the rate we pay you, you probably worked uh, $1,000 worth of time trying to get $75 for Ravenel. Now, what's going on with that story? I don't understand it. Ravenel, what's happening? Well, I spoke to Home Depot today, and they are really taking it seriously. Okay, because Home Depot uh, referred a contractor to Ravenel. Ravenel called the contractor, and what, what's the $75? 
What is it? Yes, $75. What is it? I mean, she calls the installer. He comes to the house, and he says, give me $75? Yeah, to um, install a a sink in her bathroom. And then, what, she paid him $75, and she never heard from him again? Pretty much, yeah. How did he get on the list of installers for Home Depot? They're not sure, and that's what they're looking into. What's the guy's name? It is, oh, don't, Tony Morris. I know you're, what? Tony Morris. Tony Morris would rip someone off for $75. What? And, and what's Tony Morris's phone number? I'm going to have to find that, Tom. Right. Hold on. I mean, this is outrageous. Now, let's go to the phones. Maria says somebody is calling her about a scam. What is this scam exactly, Maria? Well, I had solar panels installed. Solar anyway, panels, okay. Yeah, from Blue Raven. And in order for the, uh, them to hook it up, I had to give him uh, $500 in well, uh, prepaid pack well, money. But why do you thing. think that's a scam? This is the company that installed your solar panels. Yeah, because I called them and I said, do they know anything about it? They go, no, oh, we don't know anything well, about l- it. Well, let me just ask you, are your solar panels working? I, as far as I know, yes. What, what do they, when, how long have you had your solar system? Oh, a couple of months, I guess. Well, why did you get a solar? Remember. Why did you get a solar system? Well, because my my utility payments were almost up to five hundred dollars a month. And what is this? And what is this solar system supplying you? Well, it's electricity for you know electricity and all this stuff. And and have your bills gone down? Tell you the truth, I haven't looked at them yet. Okay, so. <clears throat> The name of the company that installed your solar system is what? Blue Raven. Blue Raven. Now, when the person called you on the phone, did they say they were from Blue Raven? No. What did they say? Oh, oh, I don't remember what they said. Uh, But they told me that I had to get a same-day money pack application from the 7-Eleven, give them the $500, and... uh, then call them back and tell them that uh, it was paid. Well, I got a little suspicious about that. And you and, called uh, and you called Blue Raven. Yes, and they said no, we would never do that. Okay, so this is not the company. How did this company know you had a solar system? I have no idea. Well, the internet, you can find out anything about anybody. So they want you to pay five hundred dollars. How do they want you to pay it again? I'm supposed to go to a 7-Eleven, get a same-day money uh, pack a, application. A money pack. Give them, yeah, and give them the um, the money. And I don't remember what How do you give them I the money from the money pack? It sends I guess it. through this, uh, I don't know, I guess... Uh, Okay. I have no idea to tell you. All right, it's like Western Union. I get it. Did they did they tell you yeah. where to send the money pack? No, not then. And then they, to, then they told you to call them back, right? Yes, uh-huh. And give them the numbers to the, I guess, to the application money pack or right. whatever you call okay. it. Okay. So if we call this number, it's going to come up again. Doesn't it come up iHeart or something when we call? I thought we found out, but the hard way. Um, can we shield our number with star six, seven on this line too, you think? 
I believe. I have no idea. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not asking you, dear. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I believe we can. Okay, talk. I'm going to try to do that. Okay, hold on. I'm going to put you on hold, and then um, okay. I'm going to have you listen. Okay. Uh, in fact, you can okay. listen right now. I'm going to do it. Okay, hold on. Um, this is eight. Okay. okay. So I go nine, and then star six. Yeah, they won't let me do star six seven. It won't let oh, me. Do it. Let me let me try it again. Because. Uh, see, I'm I'm just gonna call and just see. I'll just say I'm your son or something. I don't care. Okay. That's one eight hundred. What is that number I'm hearing? That echo I'm hearing. I have no idea. I'm not asking you. I'm sorry, dear. You don't have to answer anything I ask, okay, Maria? Because I'm talking to the people in the okay. studio. Okay. Who are you supposed to? Who are you supposed to ask for, Maria? Welcome to Excel Energy. Para español, oprima ocho. To report an electric outage or gas leak, press one no, to no. pay your bill We've or had... ask a question about your bill. Two, to start or Hold stop on. service. Three, to ask a different question. Hold or on. To speak to a customer. Now, wait a minute. The, I, I know Excel, Excel would not ask for you to send money with a money pack. Now, we've had no... I want to check this number out before... I put it on the air. I want to make sure that they did. I just want to f- check this number out. So hold on. I don't want you to hang up. So, Mark, do you remember the one company that mimicked the Excel Energy? It was great. Just like this. They mimicked it. And when you press the button, uh, you know, they, it, to pay, that happens. But I want to know where the, Maria, did they tell you? Uh-huh. They told you to call that number. Did they tell you what extension to talk to, what number to press? No, nothing. They just said to call that number. Yeah, just do it. Uh-huh. Well, I don't want to do it if it's really... Ex- I don't think it's Excel. Well, I don't think it is either, but I want to make absolutely sure it's not Excel or one of their in-house numbers and somebody there pulling a scam. I just I just want to make sure. So hold on a sec, okay? And uh, meanwhile, I'll take someone else. Linda, Linda, what's happening? What's going on, Linda? Well, I listen to you all the time. Yes, Linda, thank you. Uh, but where I live, I live up in Jamestown. Where is that? I, I, well, I've given all that information. Okay, to good. Suzanne. Okay, yeah. all right. Because okay, because I I would like to use the referral list, but most of your people are in more like Denver areas and stuff like that. Uh, I have never heard of anyone who comes up to Jamestown. So my question for you is: we have we just recently had a, a guy move up here. Uh, who's an electrician? Uh, I have no, I, I don't I have no information as far as you know. So what I need to know, know from you is what kinds of things do I need to ask him? I've listened to you enough. Okay, to know all right. That there are, you know, what what do I need to ask him so that I can be assured? Well, I don't know if you can be totally assured, but hang on, and I'll give you some advice on that. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. One Clear Choice Garage Doors. What a great company. OneClearChoiceDoors.com for immediate assistance with a broken spring or motor or you just want to uh, get a safety check. They do free safety checks when time permits. 
They do inspections because they want to be your garage door company. OneClearChoiceDoors.com. So, this, uh, what is this Home Depot thing here? Troy. Oh, that's the guy. Troy. Troy Morris took $75 from someone and can't pay it back. What a scumbag. I mean, what, what is that all about? How do you justify taking, I mean, how do you justify it? I don't understand it. And then this other number doesn't seem to be a real public service number. Plus, they would never ask you to send a prepaid card. But what I don't understand is they didn't tell her what number to call, Mark. That's what bothers me about this number. They told her to call that number, what, but what number to press. Maria, they said to go out and get the yeah. prepaid, or excuse me, not prepaid cards. Go out and make this transfer for $500 to get your solar system hooked up. First of all, it's somebody who knows you have a solar system. It's somebody who knows it's a new solar system. And it's somebody who uh, mimicked the public service or companies or Excel Energies. Um, call, I mean, call center. And, uh, uh, and they said, call this number when you get the money, right? Yes. And this is exactly the number they gave you 800. Okay. I'm going to ask some of our people off the air to call that number. In fact, uh, and see if it's real. What's the matter, Mark? It's not real. Okay. So you think we should take the chance to go through with it? Yeah. I bet you the first person that answers does not speak very good English. You cannot be completed as dialed. Ah! Uh, what's that? cannot be completed. Okay, why all of a sudden can I not make a call on this phone? I've been doing it every day. Operator why? error? No, no, seriously. I, I'm really serious. It's not letting me call out. I dial 9 and then 1-800. Okay. What is all the, where are all those echoes, people? Okay, forget this. I, I can't, can you dial it on 12 and then let me pick it up and you get off it? Uh, just dial it on 12 and let me know when you have it. I want to call this place who claims she has to pay $500 to get her solar system hooked up. I've never heard of such a thing. Is it ringing? I can't. Okay. Now, hold on. Let's listen. Welcome to Excel Energy. Para Español, oprima ocho. To report an electric outage or gas leak, press 1 to pay your bill or ask a question about your bill, 2 to start or stop service, 3 to ask a different question or to speak to a customer service representative, 4. Okay, we're going to say Welcome to Excel Energy. Para español. Ah, we're in a loop. To report an electric Did it go out? All right. Did it hang up? It hung up. Sounds like it. Because we didn't do the right option or what? Two Let's try it again. Two. Mark, I I I'm just weirded out by this. Dial 9. 1. I just don't... Okay, I didn't manage to get through there. 
I'm hearing. So I'm going to try the number two to pay a bill. This is obviously a scam now, I know for sure. It's not ringing. It will. It's a Google number or something, you know. Wow. Hello? It's just not. Hold on. So what the hell's happening? Nothing. Try it again, uh, Ed, for me, and then let me know when you have it. And, uh, Maria, we're just going to try this again, and I'll try a different option. I, tr- I called, if you want to ask another question, I press that option. I'll just press the pay the bill, and then we'll tell them, uh, we'll, we'll ask them about the pay pack. Is it ringing? Okay. Okay. All right. Welcome. Yeah, Welcome this is like Groundhog Day. To report an electric outage or gas leak, Press 1 to pay your bill or ask a question about your bill. 2 to start or stop okay. service. 2. I did 2. Oh, man. This is like... Welcome to Excel Let Energy. me try 3. To report an electric... I did 3 this time. This is like... They keep... Uh-huh. uh-huh. Is this like... Tom... I am on the air, on the line with uh, media relations, and that is not one of their numbers. Thank you for calling. Yes. Thank you for calling Excel. This is John. How can I help you? John, my grandma, Marie, Maria, um, she had to make a payment to get her solar system hooked up, and she went to 7-Eleven okay. with a money pack, but we weren't sure what okay, to do yes. now. Okay. On the back of the card, yes. you're going to see a confirmation PIN number. You simply scratch it up slightly with a coin and provide me with the PIN number so oh, we can go ahead. And, and, and this is right what – here, if you could help us out because what we're trying to do is we're trying to, get, we're trying to get the solar company to uh, pay for yeah. this because they never told us about this. Why, why didn't they tell no, us ab- about this? That's why we're going to compensate that because I know that you didn't receive no letters regarding this no we didn't receive no letters one more free charges yeah 35 percent discount yeah. on the next six months mail so i already spoke with your grandmother and we're going to compensate it okay good so the letters back so, okay so the the 500 she's paying to hook up her solar panel you're going to make sure this she gets exactly exactly we're going to refund this money back to you Within the next 72 hours, we can send you a check back. Yeah. Or we can apply as a credit on the account as well. Okay, listen. Um, you right now, uh, you're the one we give the number to? Exactly. I'm going to submit the payment. You simply use the coin and provide me with the confirmation code so I can go ahead and submit it right away. And they're going to go go ahead and install the new solar panels right away, sir. What, what is your name? My name is Alex, extension 2003, sir. 2003, Alex. Okay, good. So, Alex, um, do you know what teabagging is? I'm sorry? Um, I want you to lay down on your back, and I think everybody in Denver should teabag you because you're nothing but a scumbag trying to rip old people off during the holidays. You You piece of crap! Why are you calling people ripping them off? Tell me why. why. If if you're really from, you know what? If you're really from Excel Energy, I dare you to turn off my power. You want my address? (laughs) Try that again. That wasn't good enough for me. 
All right, I'll do it after this. Hold on. Yeah, could you? But really, what's really weird is they mimic Excel Energy's answering service. However, if you don't pick the right option to pay the bill, it just goes back in the loop. I'm Tom Martino. Okay, Excel Energy warns that 800 number scams with their energy uh, bills and all that. It's all a scam. How to spot a scam. It says they'll never threaten to disconnect you. Scammers may instruct customers to buy a prepaid card or other kinds of payments. We never accept those payments. And uh, be wary of calls, nights and weekends. Anyway, bottom line is this. Even though it sounds like Excel Energy, it's not. And I'm just, I'm a frightened on how these scammers even knew that Maria had a solar system installed. Well, maybe they didn't. You know how I knew it wasn't Well, how Excel? no? They called and said you have to get your, your panels hooked to, to, to keep them hooked up. You got to pay. I have no idea then. Yeah, but you know how I knew that wasn't Excel? Because someone answered too quickly. If you really call Excel, you don't get a human. It takes forever. Now, let's t- hold on, Maria. Okay, I'm not done. Uh, Linda wants advice on hiring an electrician. It's outside of the area. She says referralist.com goes. I think you ought to try referralist.com just for the heck of it. But you want to know what to ask an electrician. First of all, what you ask an electrician. Tom, please. Suzanne, oh. I've already given Suzanne the information, and she was was trying okay. to check the referral list. Okay. And the other thing is, we're, I'm talking about a major, uh, like, baseboard heating installation, and I'm assuming that that would be an electrician. Yes. And you're, okay. you're wanting to know what to ask. Okay, here's what, what I you do. What I want to know is I, I don't want to, uh, yeah, I want to know what, what you would ask somebody okay. if you didn't have any information All about right. their background. I would ask, first and foremost, um, what license are they working under? Their own? Are they a master? Because they have to be a master to work alone. Or are they working under another supervisory master? And if so, what do they hold? I would get nothing less than a journeyman. Okay, so that's the first thing. Are you a master electrician working under your own license? I'd like to see it. Then I would take that license number and call the state board and find out that they're licensed. That's what I would do first. If they are a journeyman, I check out the journeyman's license and then ask what master they're working under. And if they're not working under a master, I wouldn't use them. And I would check out that master as well. Then once I know licensing is good, then I would say, what's the name of your business? And I'm going to check out that business. And the way you're going to check them out is say, who's your biggest supplier? And if they won't tell you, go to hell. Because I want to know suppliers, whether it's HVAC, whether it's no matter who it is, I want to know who supplies them and if they have good references. Because they, they're not going to have that all set up because they never expect people to ask for suppliers. So uh, another thing, if he can't tell you who his supplier is, well, then you got a problem. Okay, any lack of information is a problem. People should be willing to give that to you. Then you're going to ask for the full name his full name and driver's license. You want to write down or take a photo of his driver's license. Again, if they won't trust you, you don't trust them. There, I'm done. What about you? Uh, I would go by what Jay Bretz of Excel Roofing says as well. You don't pay a cent until you're content. Well, we've had plenty of people, though. That, that, that's a good motto, don't pay a penny. But there are plenty of people that need money up front. Not everything, but when they start. Here's what I say about down payments. It's best never to pay down payments. But. 
Some people, they want money. So you, when the work begins, there's nothing wrong with paying if they delivered products and started work. And then as work progresses, so long as you don't get behind the eight ball. Well, or buy credit card. I'd yeah, never no, give them cash up front under no, any circumstance. No, absolutely not. Or a check. You're right, Mark. Credit card always for Or payment. a 7-Eleven fastback That's cash right. card. Yeah. So seriously, Linda, those are the specific questions. Hey, Tom, I got a question. Why would she go baseboard heat? That's of heat there is. You know, that's a good question. Probably no duct work. She probably doesn't yeah, have mini stuff. split. Let's just ask for the hell of it. Hey, There's Linda, no, Linda, yeah. why are you going baseboard? Because this is a, a large room downstairs oh. that's finished, except for that what I've been using for heat is a wood-burning stove. Okay. And the, uh, the, there is no duct work. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the only option I would have. Mini split. What? Well, what he means by a mini split, the reason they call it a split is the compressor and the condenser, the, whatever makes the heat or cool sits outside the room. And then the uh, then they have a receiver in the ceiling, not in the ceiling, in the wall, in the upper part of the wall where you have um, cool or heat come out. And it's called a mini split because it's small and it's split away from the main unit. You don't need duct work. And then also you have a remote control for it. You can ask any reputable company about a mini split, any HVAC company. That would not be an electrician. That would be HVAC, and they would do their own electric or and, find someone to do it. And if someone's in that room a lot, over time, that thing is going to pay for itself compared to baseboard heat. Yeah, mini splits unless are... You, unless she rarely uses it. New mini splits are very efficient. Um, you know, some people like baseboard. Heat is more efficient... It's, it's more expensive, but it's more efficient. That's a weird way of putting it, but it's true. Uh, electric is the most efficient heat you get because all of it goes to heat. There is no waste with electric, but it's more expensive. So efficiency doesn't always equate to um, economy like people think it does. But when it, and, and also people like, uh, there are other options too. Like uh, you can put radiant heat in drywalls and plaster them in ceilings, or you can do floors, but then floors would be, that's pretty major usually. Um, okay. Just know that technology is helping a lot of things. Now, Maria, we're going to try that number again, but if you hold on, I, I need to take CJ. She's been waiting a while. CJ or he. CJ, what's going on? Hi, Tom. What's happening? I well, I have kind of an odd situation. I'm trying to help a friend. His name is John. His mother died six months ago. But in the year before she died, she sold her property, uh, which was a house. And it actually closed the beginning of this year. Okay. So she, she put all the cash into uh, her bank account. Yeah. And then she died about six months later. Okay. So it's too bad she sold it, but she did. Um, so anyway, he opened a probate uh, on his mom's estate, right? And he did got she, a letter of did she did she have a will? No. Okay, go ahead. He opened probate. He got a letter of administration, meaning he was appointed, uh -huh. right? Yes, and now, he went to the bank. Gotcha. To now do stuff with her bank account, right? And at that at that time, he learned that. He was a designated beneficiary on the bank account that she had opened 30 years ago. Okay. He didn't know that. Okay. Then. All right. So that meant that uh, he got that money. And now, technically, she doesn't have an estate. That's right. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. So now the question becomes, 
since he was appointed uh, basically executor of her estate. Well, they don't call it that anymore, but personal representative. Yeah. Okay, let's call it that, personal representative. Then he, uh, it's coming time now since the, the property closed at the beginning of the year that there's going to be money owed to the IRS on this. But Why is money going to be owed to the IRS? Well, because she sold it and she had quite a bit of gain. Altogether, there's a million dollars. How much was her basis? Uh, she bought it 60 years ago, so I'm guessing it was about $14. I mean, $14,000. What are you talking about? When oh, she bought, she the bought that? Oh, my God. So she's going to have yeah, about, yeah. She really, she's going to have about 900 When you, She gets to subtract 250 Was she single? Yes. So yes. you get to subtract two hundred fifty thousand, but she's right. going to have about seven or eight hundred in gain. Oh my God! Yeah, but how about right. all the money she put into it over the years? Well, well, yeah. I mean, okay. So let's say we boost. Let's say we boost her basis to a hundred thousand. She's still going to have seven yeah. or eight mil. Excuse me, seven or eight hundred thousand. I mean, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. Hold on. Let's find this out. I never talked about capital gains with an estate. We need to get our estate attorney on. You're in luck. We have a great one. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Okay, so, um, CJ, we have Blake Harris with us, attorney at law, MileHighEstatePlanning.com. Blake, hang on a sec. CJ has a good question. I'm going to sum it up for you, all right, CJ, and then you tell me if it's correct or not. Okay. Um, all right. So, your, is it... Uh, who, who, how, how do you know John, by the way, CJ? He's a, he's a friend of mine. A friend he's of hers. Okay. John's mom died. Okay. And she had sold her house before she died. All the cash went in to the bank. Okay. She sold it about six months before she died. All the cash went in the bank. His mom died. He opens up an estate, uh, a probate. And he goes to the bank as the executor or personal representative. And the bank says, oh, you're, you're already on the account as a beneficiary. So now he realizes he did not have to open the estate or the probate. But also he, has a, but he has a question. Uh, what does he do? There's going to be about, let's just say roughly eight hundred thousand dollars in capital gains the basis of her home she bought 60 months ago is next to nothing and if you add up improvements over the years let's just say she's going to have an eight or nine hundred thousand dollar gain of course a big part of that has to be paid does the estate file a, a tax return do they need probate that's the story blake ask away Okay, so if in the year that your mom passed away, were her taxes filed? Did she pay taxes? The, has she paid taxes no, the year she passed away? No, uh, no taxes were filed. The house closed January 4th of this year. And when did she so, die? Uh, July of this year. Okay. So here's my okay, question. So, hold on. Wait, okay. wait, just Blake, keep okay. going, and then we'll let CJ ask. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, go, go ahead with your question. Okay, since the uh, he learns that he is the designated beneficiary on the account, doesn't that make it outside the estate, and the estate actually has no money to pay IRS taxes? 
I would not. I, I would. I would take the money, and I would not worry about the. I would not worry about the IRS at all. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold. 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 Okay. Hold on. Hold on. The money. If, if the money. If the money is in a. If you are the beneficiary of an account, and the money is going outside of pro, probate, you don't. It's not your issue whether or not the individual who's passing you that money paid taxes on it. Wow. Right. Wait a minute. Okay. He doesn't have an obligation that he opened probate now to make sure the estate pays the bills before taking that money. Oh. Be- oh. Yep. Oh. Oh. oh well. No. Hold on, CJ. Please. I, I, I really. The, 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 um, no. These are these, these are these are two different vehicles. Two different vehicles. You're, you're driving, and the money does not need to cross between the two of them, regardless of whether. Oh. Well, now that you've now that you've opened it, you have to. But you can't. But even as a personal representative, you can't reach in and take the money from something that's not going to be part of it. There's debt. I mean, you can you can try to pay the taxes, but you can also on the other side of it say it doesn't matter because the property's already been distributed outside. Okay, the state, the state so is, Blake, let me let me get so, this straight. If money is if money is outside the estate. Totally and legally outside the estate. For example, the day she died, it went to him directly, and it did not become part of the estate, right? So, correct. if it's outside the estate, the personal representative has no obligation to claw back anything into the not estate. Only do they not, have, not only do they have no obligation, they don't have the ability, they don't have the power to. He would not have the power to take that money and to give it to the estate. Right. He can't, pay, he can't pay the taxes if he wanted to. Oh, my God. They just got away with, like, uh, $300,000 in taxes, probably. Holy crap. I mean, CJ. Much like life. Isn't it like life insurance where there's money going to a designated beneficiary when somebody dies? That doesn't become part of their estate either. That's right, CJ. CJ, you, this yeah. is really good news, but here's what I would do. I'm serious. It's not going to cost a lot of money. I would have your friend John do an official Uh consultation with Blake just so it shows he's not trying, you know, just to get just to get everything straight on how to do it. Well, I would. I'm in Seattle. Oh, you're in Seattle. Okay, so. Okay, I'll tell you what. Um, I listen on your podcast. Well, I'm so happy you're listening. And Blake, wow, is that interesting. I hope people understand that. MileHighEstatePlanning.com. We have more coming up. We have a new referral list member in the house who does restoration. Honestly, we love to have those kinds of companies. So we'll talk to him and more coming up on the Troubleshooter Show, especially about black mold. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. Love to tell you about DenverTrialLawyers.com, the, the, the attorneys that go to war for you if they have to. They've had verdicts into the dozens of millions of dollars for people, and I urge you to call them if you have a problem, if you need help. It's DenverTrialLawyers.com, and that's for catastrophic injuries, and you don't ever have to worry and wonder is it catastrophic or not just let them handle it but if it's a doctor maybe a hospital uh, assisted living facility they can help now i don't you know they they, they really uh they know how to parse through these cases and they know to, if you have a great case for catastrophic injuries or not so put them on the list when you go shopping denvertriallawyers.com so listen let's talk okay 
Maria, let's try this again. This is the public service company scams, sons of you know who's, and they they yeah. they're saying you have to you have to hook up your uh, you have to hook up your solar panels and pay them 500 bucks. I, now, I've heard of all kinds of scams, like your power is going to be turned off or something, but I've never heard about hooking up your solar panels. That scares me a, a little in that they even knew you had a solar panel um, or solar panels. These people are pretending to be from public service. I chastised it before. I'm, I'm hoping we can get through to them again. Would you hit three? I hit two, I think, to get through. Welcome to Excel Energy. Para Español, o Prima Ocho. To report an electric outage or gas leak, press one. To pay your bill or ask a question about your bill, two. To start or stop service, three. so much for contacting the Billings Department. Yes. Um, I was told that I needed to pay a deposit to hook up my vibrator. Is your vibrator in your ass? Yes, yes. And, and it should be in yours, actually, you Talk piece of garbage. Piece of garbage. Now I will. How much are we losing on that? I wanted people to hear that. I dumped it, by the way, when he said something else at the last part. You didn't hear. But um, I wonder if that sucker, you're such a scumbag. I'm shocked Excel lets your employees talk yeah, that yeah. way. It's just not right. <laughs> We're not spooled up again. See if he's still on there off the air. See if he's still on there. Ask him if he has a nerve to hang on. Is he still on there? Okay. He has us on hold. He has us on hold? Oh, tell me when we're spooled up again on the delay. In fact, let's give the number out for everyone to call. And then you hit option two. Everyone. I want everyone to call. And then when you call, you hit option number two. And when you hit number two, you're going to get one of the scammers. Do star 67 first so they don't have your phone number. Yeah, you can do so. What you can do is star six seven, then call the number. Star six seven blocks you from caller ID. Are, are you guys ready for the number? I want you to call and let me know what happens. Call as much as possible. Are we spooled up on the delay again? No. Yeah, we've got enough. All right, so hold on. Uh, are, we're still on hold. Oh, I want to hit two. What? He put me on hold. Hmm. Let me just try to try. Oh, let's uh, just try again. I got time. And then I'll give the number out for everyone else. And then you just hit option two. Mark said he's surprised Excel let people talk that way. Hit option two at the beginning. Doesn't that take you to Spanish? No. No, listen. Welcome to Excel Energy. You're see that iHeart To report an electric outage or gas leak, Press 1 to pay your bill or ask a question about your bill. 2 to start or stop service. Now, I got to make sure I dump this guy if he swears. They figured us out. Yeah, they're not going to answer us. You blew it. 
He did have a valid question. Here's the number, folks. 800-735-3190. Hey, Tom, what's your backup plan? What do you mean my backup plan? To power your vibrators since they're not going to. Well, I I heard about solar, but it's frustrating as hell, you know. Anyway, so that's right. It won't work at night. Um, 800-735-3190. You call, listen to that little intro, and hit two. That's where you get the guy from India. It's 800-735-3190. You know, why do most call scams come out of India? Because I'll bet you that's where the call centers are, and when they're not working, they work on scams in between, right? So 800-735-3190. Please let me know. Please, and you can hit star six, seven before you hit this number to shield your number, but I don't care if you shield it or not. They're not going to, I don't think they'll bug you. 800-735-3190. Okay. And please let me know what happens if you talk to anyone. 800-735-3190. Sharon, I'm so sorry you held. I know that we've been a bit silly and making you hold and you have a real issue. I'm sorry. What's going on with your car? Okay. Um, I bought a used Kia at the end of February. Okay. Um, how used? Uh, 2013. And how many miles? Uh, 110. Okay. Thousand. All right. So what's going on? Okay. So um, the first week I had it, um, I had to get it towed for a recall issue. What was the recall? Okay. Uh, it's something to do with the engine. Now, the engine has a lifetime warranty because they've already changed it once before I got the car. Hold on a second. And you have a lifetime warranty on the engine from from uh, Kia or from the guy to put the engine in or the company? From Kia. From Kia. Okay. Okay. So they knew that this was a problem. All right? Yeah. So since that time, um, I've had to take it back four times. The last time, the dealership had it for 11 weeks. Whoa, my goodness. Didn't they give you a rental? They, they did give me a rental. Oh, okay. Um, so they, um, so it was 11 weeks worth. Gotcha. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, they had to bring somebody out from Korea, um, an engineer out from Korea, and then they went back and developed new software for my car. Okay. Um, where does it stand? Where does it stand today? Did you get your car back? I do have my car back. And what's going on um, now? Um, my issue is is that um, for a quarter of the time, over over a quarter of the time I've had the car, I haven't been able to use it. Well, Sharon, um, Sharon, I, I understand this. This is a problem, but there are no laws that cover you in this as far as lemon laws or anything because it's a used car with 110,000 miles. I understand you have warranties and stuff, but if you're trying to make a case for what? A refund? for well, What are you trying to make a case for when you, when you talk about it? And, and by the way, I don't relish in the idea that you have a used car that you can't use. But I'm wondering where you're going with this. What, what were you hoping you could do? Okay. They did offer me um, a payment, three payments for my car. And they did offer me, because I'm trying to be fair. Wait a minute. Right? What do you mean by three payments? They said, we will cover three payments of your car because oh. we had your car. How much do you owe on this car? Um, like 
maybe 10000 yeah, 9000 now. Yeah, you probably overpaid for it. But okay, so they're going to make three payments on your car. What else? Um, and they did say that um, they would cover the, the lift cost of what I got and what I needed until I got the um, car. Until wow. I, until okay. I got the rental car. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So my question is, um, I had, I, I am a part-time Lyft driver. Yeah. So for 11 weeks, I was not able to make any money. Okay. On, you're on talking. To, you're talking about consequential damages. You're talking about damages. Right. They don't. Okay. I shouldn't say they don't owe you. Damages are for people that are negligent. Okay. I mean, are you, you get them from people who have done you wrong, negligent. Okay. For you to okay. prove a damn, you can ask for it. You can ask for loss of income. That's called an economic damage. For you to prove a case in court, I don't think you would. I, I, I think if they do it, it's going to be out of the kindness of their heart. Sharon, damages claims are very specific. You got to prove them. You can't just say, hey, I, li- I drove for Lyft. I lost this much money. Because not only do you have to prove the economic impact, you have to prove that they are the ones that caused it because of negligence you know if they're saying we're doing everything we promise we're doing as best we can the 11 weeks was because of this but and and they provided you with a rental would they let you do lift with the rental no did you ask you have to have a car in your own name oh okay you use a rental car okay left lift won't let you okay so actually that's that's not correct that's i've not- got friends who rent cars through Lyft to drive for Lyft. Right. Okay, but that's, that's renting through Lyft. Rent it through Lyft. And yeah. they, they didn't offer me that option. Well, what difference? Uh, I, did you know you could have rented from Lyft? Did you ask uh, Kia? If they were paying for a rental car, what do they care where they pay it? I, I didn't think about asking. Yeah. No. So well, that might be one, you know, again, that might be a problem because you didn't mitigate by doing that. I, listen, I'm not trying to give you a hard time. What I'm saying is this. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be successful in a negligence lawsuit, but I might be wrong. I just don't think you would. I, if they've done okay. everything they can, and wh- what was the reason for the 11 weeks? Um, so that they could develop the software to make oh, the car okay. run. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, you call that negligent. They're going to call that research and development. I don't know. What, how much do you calculate mm-hmm. you lost? Let's get right down to it. How much money do you want? If, if you could wave your magic wand and be realistic, what would you want? Well, I figured out how much per week. How much? Um, Just tell I'm, me the total. I don't need to know your, your, you know, the, okay. your gyrations going through it. 224 a week. 224. How many weeks? Just tell me the total, please. I, I can't do oh, math I, on the air. <laughs> Neither can I. Oh, um, I see. The total, you didn't total, total with- it up. The total with the payments and and the other no, stuff you're not going to get both. I mean, you're you're not going to get both if they re, if they okay. substitute your income. I mean, what else? I mean, they're paying you for not working, right? So how much right. would the okay. total? Two thousand four hundred sixty-four. Okay, why don't you take them to small claims court? That would be a small risk, and who knows? They might settle with you for something. That's what I would do. But, Sharon, I I don't really think any attorney will take it ever, okay? Okay. 
Ever. Okay, that's why I wanted to yeah. ask you. No, no, you, I, you won't. I, I, I know. know personal injury attorneys like the back of my hand. You will never find them to take this case. So, but okay. what you would do is if if go to small claims court. I would take my dealer and their rep and the the manufacturer to small claims court. Or no, you didn't buy it from the dealer, but you, it was at the dealer for service. I I think so. Wouldn't you sue the dealer where it was at service? I think in this case it would be the manufacturer. Could you do both? Yeah, you could sue both. It'd be two different actions. You can't do them on one? Man, that'd be tough. Here's why I'm saying that, because it was at the dealership, and you could say, you know, they, I don't know. Was it undrivable? This is what I don't understand. Was it undrivable, Sharon? Could you have taken it while they were waiting? Um, Well, it it had to do with the wiring harness, and so... You could be if you were on the expressway. You could be going sixty, and okay. all of a sudden it would drop down to twenty. I, I see that would be dangerous. Hi, Tom Martino here. Three zero three seven one three seven three zero three seven one three talk seven one three eight two five five. Okay. Remember this: when it comes to recalls and when it comes to warranties, very seldom do you get damages. Just need you to know that, Karen. What's going on with your HVAC company? What's happening? Hey, Tom. Um, Well, just a question about, um, I, so I um, went ahead and uh, agreed to a repair on a home that I'm um, property managing. What do you mean you agreed to a repair? Uh, it was a verbal agreement. Um, they did give send me a proposal, but I did not sign well, it. Well, I mean, had and they been I, to your house, how did they know? Oh, yeah, wh- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they'd been to the house. They had checked it, and they gave me a quote, and of, it was like $4,400. Okay. Gotcha. So it was, a, it was a, quite a costly repair. At the end of the day, the homeowner said, you know what? This is ridiculous. Um, no, we need to cancel. So I canceled. Okay. And um, the next thing I know is I'm there wanting um, payment for restocking, shipping things back, materials. How much do they want? Can't ship. Oh, it's about, it's under $400, but 10% almost. I mean, where where did they, here's the thing. They can't just pop that on you. I mean, where did they, did they disclose there was going to be a cancellation fee? No, no. And in the proposal, and I've read through that, you guys have had it as well to look through. There's nothing in the proposal that talks about I see this. Dan just handed me the proposal. (laughs) He just handed it to me. Who is the company? Well, and they've been really nice, so I I hate to, um, but it's, do you really want me to tell you? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Builders Heating and Air. Builders Heating and Air. I don't know them. Okay. So, okay. and they've been great up until now, and I and I really don't want to talk poorly all, about. Them here's all I would say, really Karen. I, this is how I would handle it. I'd say to builders, could you kindly point out in a contract that I signed or agreed to where there is a cancellation fee? Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, otherwise, you know, technically they could say you had an agreement and, and forget the cancellation fee. We're going to sue you for specific performance, meaning we're going to put the furnace in or whatever they had to do for 2400 But who would ever do that? I mean, normally, if there's a cancellation, they, they have to at least advise you of it. I mean, what they here's what they're saying. You breached the contract, which you did. You did breach it. Okay. 
But that's if they can agree. Can they prove you even had a contract? Did Can they prove you actually said, yes, definitely do it? Or did you say, well, yes, it sounds good. I'm going to check with the owner. They don't. How will they prove what in what manner you agreed? How do they prove that? Well, and here's the thing. I I'm mean, just asking, Karen, how would they prove so, it? I'm well, asking, do they have your signature? That's no, the question. No. Okay. And even on the proposal, it says verbal agreements are not binding. Okay. So, so you the then, the, see, I would say I don't have an agreement with you. But you need to know this, okay? You would have to lie if they said, did you agree to it? You would have to lie and say, well, I did, but not the way you think. I said I would check with the owner, but I think if that's a lie, you don't want to do that. So how would you do it honestly? You would just say, show me where I agreed to this. That's what I would say. And technically, if I was on the other side, I'd say, you breached the agreement. You say that you agreed to the repair, right? Therefore, we had an agreement. And, and guess what? You breached it and you cost me money because I had to pay and then I then sue you for damages. But they will never do that. I don't see them doing that. Mark? Well, it's really strange. Oh, a $4,000 repair on an air conditioner? At 2400 she said. Well, this says 4000 no, no, it was 4400 Oh, 4400 4, Why wouldn't you get a new one in any world? It, it just the whole thing doesn't make sense. <laughs> Well, and that was kind of the homeowner um, who actually lives in a very expensive city. He said, I just put a new one in my home for six grand. Yeah. It's an older home, and it's a, an odd setup. Is it so, a boiler? Oh, okay. That makes sense. It could I be a strange setup. I think it is. Well, if it's a boiler. Um, it's a weird setup. Um, okay, listen. I don't want to... You know, you don't want to what? I don't want to be on the bad side of somebody. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, Karen, um, that's too bad, really, because I I don't mind being on the bad side if they're bad. You know, I, I'm saying okay, I'm on your side, the bad side. I am not paying this. Show me where I agreed to it. Let them make a claim for breach plus damages. Make let them. I I would never pay it. First of all, they're I, I can't believe they would do that. I can't believe it. Tom Archino here. 303-713-TALK, renewhomeinnovations.com for stunning bathrooms and showers, and they have very special prices for the winter. Renewhomeinnovations.com, renewhomeinnovations.com. So we have in the we have a studio guest there, and I like what he was talking about. He's with Restoration One, and Restoration One of West Denver, is that the whole name of it? Restoration One of West Denver, Micah? That is correct, Mike's sir. The, Mike is the owner. He's a firefighter in his other spare time, and then he does the restoration. Now, here's the deal. I liked what you were saying about mold. Uh, you agree with most legitimate people in the restoration business that mold is rare, excuse me, is common, but a toxic, deadly mold is uncommon, and also mold is easier to get rid of than people have you believe. And that's the problem. People in your business, you know, we love good companies. We checked you out, Restoration One. We also have Amrest, uh, tw- American Restoration 24-7, really honest guy. Uh, we're happy to have Restoration One of West Denver. We're always looking for good people in the restoration business. What? How do you stand on mold? You said you've seen people practically knock down the entire house and start over. Mold's all around us. I mean, every, everybody's house has mold. Everybody's outdoors have mold. It, it just depends on the levels and if and, know, and, and sensitivity how it's too. people. Yeah. yeah. Everybody reacts to it different. If you're reacting to it, then maybe you have something to look at. Now, but even when you do look at it, eradicating mold is not that difficult. Get rid of the source. 
Exactly. And the source, meaning you get rid of the mold that's there, right? Because you don't want it to die and dry up because you say that becomes harmful, right? Yeah. When mold, when mold starts to dry up, then that's when it becomes airborne. The spores get airborne. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, so you seal it or remove it, and then you just stop the water. Yep. That's correct. We dry and, it out and yeah. removed, remove anything that's there and then seal it up. And- Be- because without constant food, water, it doesn't grow. And that's what people don't understand. I don't know why they go through knocking the whole house down when all they have to do is seal it off, remove it where it is, and then stop the water. Well, it's just like that company we went after yesterday that told that lady uh, she needed $1,500 worth of, what was it, steam or something? Fog. Fog, what is it? Have you ever heard of a fog for mold, Micah? Yeah, and we we actually do that too, but I was looking at the report you mentioned, and she's she's got a common type mold that's an allergen. It's not water-based. It's all around the outside air. That's the problem with your industry. There's too many scammers out there. And the spray he's talking about doesn't kill the mold. He's talking about spray to get the spores out of the air, right? Yep. Spray to get them out. That's what the fog does? Yes. But it does nothing for the mold at all. And and so, anyway, these guys were all, they were all wet for life. They told her it was toxic mold, too. Now, Mike, you called those scammers? I asked people to call 800-735-3190, press option two, and talk to those scammers. I'm glad people are finally getting through. Mike, and then JR's next. Mike, what did they say? Well, I made six calls. After the first call, I had to dial star six, seven first. But uh, the first guy, I asked him why he steals from people, and he said, because I can. Oh, wow. The sixth guy guy I talked to, I said... um, I, I, gave, I said I was overdue on my electric bills, $400, and he asked me for an address. I gave him a fake address, and he said, oh, yeah, uh, you owe $385. Uh, and, uh, so, and I, said, I mean, hey, they, so, so good, though. You actually got through. So what's the secret of getting through, masking your number? Yeah. Star 67. What about you, JR? What happened when you called? Hey, you got a star 67, your number for sure, but... I called about 18 times. I got all the way to management twice, upper management, before they hung up. Wait a minute. How did you get to management, JR? Well, he couldn't understand what I was saying with my 1-800, you know. Oh. My account number. Oh. So they kept transferring you to people? Did you ever tell him... Did you ever tell him you knew they were... were, Did you ever say, I know you're phony? When I got to management, but the last... The woman that I talked to, the last one... She actually asked me if I got dropped on my head as a baby, which hurt my feelings all the way from my uh, toes. <laughs> wow, they're getting nasty. 303-713-TALK. Keep it up, folks. It's 1-800-735-3190. So, uh, Micah, with uh, Restoration 1 of West Denver, um, how do you handle jobs? You do restoration. How uh, People call you, and then what? Uh, do you give them a lump sum? Do you do it by, how do you do it? By the hour? Do you do it by flat rates? How, by the catastrophe? How do you price? So we, we actually go out and provide a free estimate to our customers. Okay. So we'll go out, take a look, see what's going on, and then we'll come back. With what about if it's an emergency and they need immediate, you know, help? Uh, typically those are handled by insurance. So okay. we'll work with their, we work with all insurance companies and we'll work with their insurance company and we'll, we'll collect a deductible from the customer. Um, and that's all they'll end up owing us. We'll work with the insurance company on payment on the rest. What's your average call? Is it a flood or is it a fire? What is it? Average call is a flood. It is a flood. From yes. what? From frozen pipes? Uh, this week it's been ice dams. So this week with the snow Actually, we, had we had last a, week. we had a couple come through on referral list ice damming problems. Yep. Yeah. We had a, with the snow we had last week and all the wind the past couple of days, you know, those ice dams get 
water starts seeping into people's homes. And Does it collapse the ceiling? Do you have the ceiling collapse? Or no, what? we haven't had that. that what do they call about then if they're just calling about the ice dam? The Why wouldn't they call a roofer? Their, their water's going down the um, the wall of their house. Oh. It goes into the okay. goes in through the roof and then just starts coming down the wall. And okay. It gets into the... Uh, so they want to dry it out and make sure it doesn't cause problems. Exactly. All right. Now, Steve, what's going on with you, Steve? Hi, Tom. Uh, you've helped me in the past, and I appreciate that very much. I heard you say some time ago, within the year, I think, that you were experimenting with a uh, Facebook advertising for a small business. I have a small uh, service business. I'm sole proprietor, and it's just me, and I'm curious about that. Well, I don't know what you mean by experimenting. I do know that we... We're trying out different methods for ourselves, for we, our clients on Referralist.com. Yeah, we do different things with Facebook. We do do advertisements absolutely for with our clients yeah. and for clients. Right. We What we do is we take the referral list, we advertise the referral list, or we might take Frank Duran, or we might take, um, you know, one of the companies and do an ad with them, you know, like one of the, these are, these are one of our great members and, and do advertising, or some of these places want to do advertising uh, just about their company, and they want to use me as a spokesperson. So um, if I think I, I know what you're getting at, though. Um, it, it all comes down to the selection of audience when it comes to social media. The strength of social media, the strength of the Internet is targeted audiences. It's niche it's niche advertising as opposed to broadcast advertising. I've got a very good example. I went after a company, or we went after a company in Colorado Springs that ripped a guy off on a transmission. He had a lot of fleet business. In fact, he worked, he, his shop did a lot of work for Frito-Lay, Comcast, and these other trucking businesses. So when I actually did a negative ad for this guy in Colorado Springs, I targeted people with fleet in the Colorado Springs area, and I targeted people that worked for Comcast, people that worked for Frito-Lay, and I lit his world up. It totally changed his business. Yes. In fact, he lost a lot of fleets. So you can do positive and negative. But, Steve, what business are you in? Uh, I have a business uh, tuning, repairing, and rebuilding pianos. Okay. You're, you're in a perfect business. Perfect. Because you can target people with pianos. You yep. can target people that like stuff about pianos. Yeah, I mean, it is so wonderful. You see, broadcasting, in the old days, you would get on and say, I have a great widget. And then you're hoping a certain number of people listening want that widget. But uh, with... Niche broad with niche advertising, you go to people who you know have used that widget or widgets like that widget or have a product that needs that widget, and that's the only people you advertise to. But it goes a step further. With social advertising done correctly, you take your audience the first day and gather which audience members reacted to you. And then you make your audience smarter the next day and the next day and the next day. If you have an agency do it, they use that information for themselves. If you ever leave them, they'll go to another company like yours and say, hey, we have a lot of experience with piano people. And they go ahead and use that pixel they, where they gathered the information. So I tell all clients, make sure you own your own pixel or they'll use it against you in the future. So anyway, if you have any specific questions, glad to answer them. But if not, we'll move on. Fell. 
I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. I noticed you call Restoration One water damage experts, so is that pretty much your forte? That is correct, yeah. So what about fire damage? That we would... do fire as well. Okay. So in any case, you're saying that water is the number one damage for when it comes to restoration. Yep, that's correct because, I mean, dishwashers fail, refrigerators fail, pipes fail. It's just it's the most common one. Yep. Yeah, and you better hope it's from inside the house or from the roof or from the siding because if it hits the ground, even two inches outside the house, it's not going to be covered mm-hmm. unless you have flood insurance. That is a real big problem. Even your sprinkler system. If your sprinkler system floods your house, you're not covered. Right. Yeah. Unless you have flood insurance. And very few flood. people have flood insurance, right? Ty, what's going on? Tom? What's happening, Ty? Hey, I'm a I'm a tile setter and uh and I have a customer who I have to do a repair for and we got the tile from World of Tile. Well, about two and a half, three months ago, they just shut their doors abruptly overnight. And um What did they, they do with all the, the what did still, they do with all the outstanding orders? I don't know about the orders because I didn't have any orders. The job was finished. But the tile is all still sitting right inside their store. I stopped by once a week to see if anything has changed. I have called other tile shops and talked to ex-managers and ex-employees of World of Tile. Well, they're still in business. They're not all closed, are they? Oh, they're all closed. All three states. They shut every every single one down. I'm not seeing this. I bet bet simplyfloorsinc.com put them out of business. No, but hold it. I'm serious. I'm seeing active websites and markets. I know the websites are active. Call one of the numbers, and it, it's disconnected. They're really? All They're all just, yeah. all of them? All of them. All, uh, you know, New Mexico, I think they had them in New Mexico, Colorado. And the only one, that, now there are some that are called permanently closed. Let me just try one, okay? A world of tile yeah. closure puts units across the metro area up for grabs. A 30-year-old tile retailer has gone out of business and closed all of its 16 locations. But, wait a second. What about the national one? They're all over the country, right? That I couldn't tell you. I think it's only three states. Okay. Well, It was probably... uh, Oh, that's the deal then. So, in other words, they're almost like territories, Tom. So, the local guys are gone, and they probably own those three states. And they put it up for Like Applebee's or like anything. Yeah, World of Tile is not out of business. It's the franchise. Well, this is what I'm reading. Look, it could be. I don't care. I mean, what I'm saying is, I mean, I do care for the people that are hurt. But it sounds like the local area guys walked away. Uh, World of Tile, although it's saying it was founded in 89 in Denver, Colorado. And it says it has 16 stores in three states. No, Mark, they're all company-owned. Where'd you get so, the yeah. franchise? Well, I didn't. You so, yeah, said they were all over, over the world. I thought. No, I thought I thought the they country. were all over the country. They're in three states. They showed a map of the U.S. But then, if you drill down, you actually see they're only in three states. So you're saying all of them in all three states, right? Yes, they are. What all, do you actually need? Down, but the stores. Their store is still stocked, and what I what I got from ex employees is that they're going to have a sale. What are you looking like for? And what are you looking I for? He wants p- to buy the tile, this particular tile, for just so I can do this repair for a customer. Do you and think I you can't find? Tile. I found it in I found it in Connecticut, and I found it in Spain from the actual manufacturer. But they having the right dialogue is probably not. You know, going to work. And then also, it's extremely expensive to ship because it's... Hold on a sec, all right? Extremely Just hold on a sec. 
Deputy Clint, get his number for Deputy Clint. He's really weird about sourcing places. Hey, don't forget our new referral list member, Restoration One of West Denver.